Hello, this is Robin Allen on the No Bull Holistic Fitness Podcast with Master Czech Practitioner Scott Bryant. We're in Richmond today. He's also an author, ORFA, and he's got all sorts of things in the pipe. And an entrepreneur. What else have you got? Snake trainer. And a snake trainer. <laughs> he's a snake trainer as well. He's also... Um, Peter Pan's lookalike. Peter Pan's lookalike, and all sorts of things like that. None of which are true, really. He's just winding you up, because he's that sort of geezer. Scotty, you are a well-known dyslexic. Isn't that yes. true? Yes, I am a dyslexic, yes. What is dyslexia? I can't even spell dyslexia. Why did they make the dyslexic word so hard to spell? That was going to be my next question. Can you spell it? But... No, I can't. <laughs> what is it? Well, dyslexia is a form of uh, different patterning in the brain. Most entrepreneurs or billionaires and about 98 uh, celebrities have some form of dyslexia. Winston Churchill, just name a few. Winston Churchill, Tom Cruise. Uh, who else is there? Scott Steve, Bryant. Scott Bryant, Steve Jobs. Uh, who else is there? A lot of them are dead, aren't they? Uh, Richard Branson, still alive, but nearly looks dead. Uh, and a few more that I can't remember their names at the moment. Go on, carry on. So basically, if you're dyslexic, Einstein. you can be... Oh, and Einstein as well, yeah. Yeah, I've got a head like Einstein. He was German, wasn't he? Or Einstein? Yes, he was. He was German. Uh, he, the thing that I don't like about Einstein, I liked a lot of his philosophies, but he helped build the atomic bomb. Not good. So this guy that is full of philosophy, why would you help build the atomic bomb? It doesn't make sense to me. Maybe he was paid a lot of money. Yeah, but it's not about money if you're, you know, a mega famous man for being brilliant and discovering relativity. Good point, well presented. So what you're saying is a lot of dyslexics are very, very good at making money in their own little way. <clears throat> are you a billionaire? Uh, I am in my dreams. Have you got much bullion? Uh, yes, more than you, in silver. Can you name somebody who's got more bullion than you? Uh, no, his name escapes my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little inside joke for those that don't know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah. So, Scotty, what, Barry, what... How has dyslexia affected you in your life? Do you feel that people treat you differently? I know people have, you've said to me that people think uh, they see you differently when they see you writing things and some of the spelling's not quite right. Do you get a lot of that or are people more forgiving these days? I think uh, the attitude to, to dyslexia has changed, but in my second new book that comes out later this year, I explain the, the way they assess me for dyslexia was really bad because you know you come out from the uh, dyslexia assessment that I had in Covent Garden and uh, they make you feel terrible they make you feel like you can't achieve anything like you can't do anything instead of saying you know why don't you try you know visualization why don't you try a goal setting why don't you try and if you're going to write a book do an audio book so you can speak it into the phone and then send it to the person that can help put your book together which have which I've done and what I realized one of my clients uh, was a stock boom, dot cop boom uh, billionaire, and he said he never would employ anyone with a degree. He would want his his, uh, his his staff to be dyslexic simply because they take more risks. They're willing to think outside the box and not be trapped inside the box. Good point, well presented. I suppose now with, uh, with, with um, a spell checker, there's no real reason to be dyslexic anymore, is there? 
Well, there is with the bloody iPhone because you'll you'll speak into the phone and it will think you know I might say Essex but it will spell sex. So unless you know a little bit of spelling, which I do now. Uh, you can make a bit of a mistake but the thing that I find really annoying is like on public social media if I'm uh, comment on a post the first thing they say the first insult is oh you can't read or write or your spelling is terrible uh, whereas if you're disabled and you was in a wheelchair you wouldn't go up to somebody and say oi cripple you're in a wheelchair because it would be rude so why would you do that with somebody that, that has dyslexia yeah, good point, well presented. It's just uh, something you're not really good at and you don't want people pointing it out that you can't spell for shit. I mean, it's like, uh, duh. But then, has it really affected you and your job? Because your job really doesn't depend on you being able to spell very well, does it? You're helping people out health-wise. Well, the thing is, because I do a lot of my uh, like paperwork at home, I can use uh, you know the iPhone and spell checker and stuff like that, and I'm not an, under a huge amount of pressure in which to do that paperwork. So I found, and this is what I cover in the new book, is that with a dyslexic, the more relaxed they are, and the more that they've eaten and slept well, the more easier it is to do the paperwork. And uh, I've got a friend of mine, and he's a police officer now, and he said they've even got dyslexics in the police, which I thought was amazing. Blimey. What next? I know that, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know that when you, before you take a client on, you like to meet them personally. Do you find that a lot of people, they, you may send them an email to set up the, uh, the meeting, and uh, they might pick up on that your spelling ain't that brilliant. Do you find that once they've met you, they, they seem to overlook that and they think, well, actually, he's a, he's a good guy? And do you find that the, meet, the meeting the person uh, in the flesh uh, overcomes that initial doubt that initial doubt they might have when they see that you're, uh, you're, you're, your spelling isn't that brilliant? Yeah, I think, yeah, seeing somebody face-to-face really makes a huge difference. And uh, one of my long-term clients said, Scott, you know, always do things face-to-face because you're brilliant face-to-face and you can really express yourself much better than rather doing a long-winded email. So the email or the call is normally, uh, yes, I can help you, let's meet as soon as possible. Yeah. I've noticed on your um, on your YouTube uh, uh, videos you do, when you try and get too scientific with facts and figures and numbers and, and things, you seem less fluent, yet when you talk about your old days on the door and you don't have a script, you're much more fluent. It's much more entertaining for me because it seems like you're, you're more coming from your right brain, which is more uh, sort of, how would we say, less logical, less less mathematical. It's more just, just naturally you. Yeah, yeah, I think you're 100% right. I, I try and play to my strengths as much as I can. And then the other thing is, is that I'm not bogged down by science. All I want to use is what works. And obviously over a 20-year period, I've found what works, and that's all I use really. I'm not really worried about, oh, this scientific paper says that, that scientific paper says this, because a lot of it is bought and paid for, and a lot of it is uh, just to market a product. So I always go by personal experience and really find what works for my client or for myself. Yeah, nice one, nice one. Uh, have you got any advice to any dyslexic who might be struggling with uh, with people's perceptions of them and their own uh, self-worth is maybe, maybe being undermined by the fact that they can't spell very well? I think that, you know, with today's technology of, of the Apple computer and the iPhone, uh, you know, you can use them tools 
to overcome dyslexia in a certain way of that you could do a recorded message to somebody instead of typing it up or you could talk the message into the phone and the phone automatically does this and my first book and my second book was exactly done with the iPhone and me talking into the phone and then sending it to an editor to put the commas and full stops in and then speaking over the phone on how to do it and what I would say to all dyslexics out there is don't let anything stop you and this is what my philosophy have always been. And then when I've worked with people, say, when I had to write uh, a security report because uh, there was a big uh, punch-up or somebody got injured or there was a fire or something like that, there's always people that are willing to help you as long as you're honest with people and you don't lie to them. So as soon as I meet my client and they say, oh, your spelling was a bit bad, I tell them that I'm dyslexic. I'm not ashamed of it because it, it's enhanced my life. It's not been a hindrance to my life. And uh, if you look at Muhammad Ali, he couldn't read or write. The most famous boxer in the world. I rest my case. Not half. While we're on boxing and, and Ali, Tyson V. Fury. Uh, Can you spell it? No, I can't spell it. But I would say that Tyson V. Fury, I don't think Tyson, I don't think Fury would have a chance. I can't believe that you just said that. Why? You think Tyson would beat Fury? Yeah. Do you know why? Why? Because he was trained by Costamados, and Costamados, before he died, was the best boxing trainer of all time. Yeah? Yeah, and you think of his ferociousness, and when he got in the ring, when he was in his 20s, most people were scared before they even got in the ring to fight him. So he'd what already ab- won the fighting game. What about if they fought now? If they fought now, I don't know, because I've seen uh, YouTube videos of Tyson doing some sparring, and it was very impressive. Yeah. So, uh, but the saying that Tyson Fury's, you know, six foot nine, what, 20 stone. He's a big old beast, isn't he? Mike Tyson's 15 stone, 5'11", uh, nearly 60. So is he going to be as fast? I'm not too sure. I, I think if it was a one-round jobby then maybe Tyson would win. But then if you look at when George Foreman, he fought in his late 50s, didn't uh, didn't, didn't he? And still won the heavyweight title of the world. Spent most of his time leaning on people. Yeah, and uh, and, uh, leaning on them and talking about his George Foreman. His his grill. Yeah, his George Foreman grill. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Cheers for that, Scotty. So there you go. There's hope for you dyslexics after all. Any dyslexics want to speak to Scotty, just give me a ring on whatever number he's got, which is whatever it is on his website. 0784-1144-878. You didn't have any problems with that, did you? No, and uh, if you are a genuine dyslexic, when my new book comes out, you'll get a free copy. Way, and that'll be an audio copy. Yes, definitely an audio copy. Uh, That's the other thing with, uh, you know, if you're dyslexic and you say you want to read uh, 52 book, no. How many weeks in the year is there? 52? 52. Right, so 52 weeks in the year. So if you wanted to read a book a week, listen to an audio book. You don't have to read the book and then do what I do. Like I've got a thousand books indoors now. And what I do is I look down the index in the book and I look at the subject that I want to study or learn. I just read that. Then I put the book away because the book's read. Why do I want to read all the other fucking junk that's in there that is not really going to add value to my life, to my clients or to my business? Cool. Well done. Say goodbye, Scott. Bye-bye. 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 Oh, and if you'd like a free copy of my Holistic Health book, 
please uh, go to Active Bryant Systems. I will send you an audio copy. I've only got 10 left, so you need to be fast if you'd like to get a copy of Holistic Health for Proper Geezers, Classy Ladies, Get the Body and Fitness You Want by Scott Bryant. And obviously you can go to my website. It's very it's very in-depth or go to my YouTube, Active Bryant Systems. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's brilliant.